0: In most businesses, as part from the wedding and the event space, people have this idea about being pre-revenue and post-revenue. I'm sure you guys have heard about it, especially if you're paying attention to our brothers and sisters who are in the uh, tech space. So there's this idea that um, the business, when you start off, is going to be pre-revenue because you don't have any sales and there's no money coming in. And so because of that, you're going to need some outside uh, financing to survive and to thrive. And so you're going to go around and try to raise money from a bunch of friends, family, associates, angel investors, banks, um, what have you. And um, I know that this is going to sound a little uh, strange to some of you who have been wedding photographers or wedding planners for a while. But there are people who, in our own um, industry, that's in the event space, in the wedding space, who actually do have this sort of uh, business model in mind. For instance, I know two wedding photographers that have uh, tried to get going using this approach. And of course, my uh, friend and uh, sometimes business partner, Shegun, has not shied away from accepting financing at um, different um, points of his business career. Whether it's the CBN business loans that became available for people in the event space or um, whatever... Um, avenues for financing that were out there so is this a good idea whether those of us in the wedding event space should be um, looking for outside financing when we're pre-revenue i don't have the expertise to answer that question so i'm just going to go on the assumption that it is a good thing to do and we should be focused on figuring out what is the best way to go about this Now, the first thing we need to sort out is expectations when talking to our potential investors. Because uh, for some reason, because of the hefty price tags and because of things that are put out on social media, the assumption is that um, once you bank a wedding photographer or a wedding planner, that the millions are going to start coming in instantly. So, if you're collecting money from a family member, from someone at the office or from um, uh, some kind of uh, financiers, You need to have that conversation, whether uh, in writing or on paper, but you need to have that uh, conversation to set expectations. To say, thank you very much, uh, auntie, so, 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 and so. Thank you for this 3M that you're willing to invest in my wedding photography business. This is how the money is going to be spent. We're going to need 1 million to buy a camera body, lights, and on and on. And then um we're also going to need uh two million to pay for studio rent for the next three years at shooting this number of weddings or this number of studio sessions i expect to be profitable at uh the year year one mark or year two mark and it's at that point that i'm going to start paying you back uh we'll start paying back uh, the principal first And then uh, the total sum that we're going to pay you back on your 3M is going to be, you know, 4M or 5M or whatever. And we're going to pay at so-and-so point. Now, the reason why it's important to have these uh, conversations is because with the outsized expectations that everybody has when it comes to the wedding and the event space, it'll quickly lead to frustration where you've taken this 3M, you've got the studio space, and then eight months in, you know, Auntie, Auntie Lola is calling you to say, um, how far with my money? So if you haven't had that conversation up front, it's going to be extremely nerve-wracking for both of you because you are having um a three-year expectation that like you need a three-year runway and Auntie lola is thinking hey you just did uh dangote's son's wedding so sorry dangote's daughter's wedding uh you know where's my 3m you know where's my money back plus um plus interest so we need to have these conversations and now i'm not being excessively academic by looking at things from this example because my two photographer friends who tried accepting financing Uh, These are the sorts of issues that they ran into. In fact, one of them um, had to close up the studio space in less than a year because um, the financiers, um, they gave him all this money. And from the amount of money that he threw into the venture, I could tell that their expectations were really outsized. And so I told the fellow, like, uh, congratulations. um, But look, with all this money that these people are spending, they're really going to expect returns to come in. Um, sharply, you've got the office, you've got the studio space, you've got the um, the car, uh, you've got the gear, you've got um, all this. They're going to start expecting to see money uh, quite soon, and of course, you thought, why why would they? Um, why would they assume that? You know, they're reasonable people. I'm sure they know that. I need some time to get things going. And needless to say, in less than a year, um, everybody just wanted their money out. So he had, to, um, he had to liquidate, give everybody back their money. Basically just sold everything, got out of the lease, sold all the equipment, including the fancy camera that he bought at the time. You know, one of these fancy cannons, you know, something, 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 that costs um, hundreds of thousands of naira. You know, because we wedding photographers were all about our gear. We always like buying the craziest, the newest, the latest, the most megapixels, the largest CMOS sensor, you know, and um, all that jazz. So he had to liquidate and give everybody back his money. And uh, he was so scarred by the experience that after that, he pretty much just took a sabbatical, had to go back to uh, the family down south just to clear his head a bit and then think about what the next step is. So this is not just being academic, this is real life stuff and these are the things that happen when we run into these conversations without trying to set expectations. So if this is going to be the business model that you're going to uh, pursue to get into the wedding and the event space. For me, I was bootlegged because I got my first camera with 200 pounds of my pocket money back when I was in uni, and I pretty much took things one step at a time. So I got the camera with the kit lens, then I had a bit more money, then I got a flash, and then I had a bit more money, and then I bought you know one or two more things, and that's how I did it um, uh, pretty much. So if you're not going to do the bootlegging route and you want to look at yourself pre-revenue and then post-revenue, uh, get outside financing, make sure that you are setting expectations right from the beginning, or else you are going to run into problems. And um, by the way, uh, this is just a side note. Whether you're pre-revenue or your um, post-revenue, the importance uh, sales is really, really important. Because if you're going to do this whole pre-revenue thing and then get outside financing, how you're going to pay the money back, the way you're only going to pay the money back is if you generate enough sales in the first place. So... Um initially yes we take outside financing to kind of run away from this whole uh sales conversation because we don't need to be sale- salesy and so we want to get the business uh, going the quickest way possible but it's a big question that we're going to have to face eventually so let's just um bite the bullet and um make sure that we learn the best that we can about sales and uh yeah, become a master craftsman when it comes to sales and selling So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Thank you for your time and attention. And yes, you guys are right. Those are the sounds of my children making noise in the background. So it's a good thing that I'm wrapping this up right now. So I'll catch you guys at the next recording.